Hello, I'm Janet. I'm Ashley. And I'm Amber. And we are two girls and a bottle of wine. Because men like boobs. And girls like wine. I totally stepped on your line the last time because I was like, why isn't it recording? But we're good now. We're good now. Everyone got their lines down. And we're back to the three of us. Hello, ladies. Hello, hello. Is that a Taylor Swift t-shirt that you have on? It is. Nice. Yes. I didn't know you were a Swifty. I am, but I'm not a big Swifty fan of her latest music. Um, what do y'all think of it? Uh, some of it I like. like it. It's yeah. a little too mellow. <laughs> you do like the more like upbeat, fast-paced one. Yeah, like when she dropped "Look What You Made Me Do," I was like on repeat for days. But uh, not, mm-mm. not feeling. I don't even know that I didn't download them. I didn't. I, l- I listened to them and I was like, nope. But I saw her at the football stadium when she toured last, and it was fantastic. I still haven't seen her in concert. I bet she would be really good. She is. She. I've seen her since she was 16 to most recent, and hmm, I've seen her like five times. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. From the Grizzly Rose to Bronco Stadium. Little Tay-Tay grow, grew up right in front of my eyes. Very nice. Yeah. What are y'all drinking tonight? I'm not sure. Nick is still bringing me my wine. He's slow. Oh, hang on. What bottle is it? Oh, he popped Spade and Sparrow. Sorry, did I just hurt your finger? Um, <laughs> Spade and Sparrow, uh, the Cabernet Sauvignon. Very nice. Mm. Ashley? I am drinking water. But if I were drinking, I've got some yingling in the fridge, which I'm back in yingling territory now. So, which is not wine. It's beer, but it's really good beer. How is Florida? It's amazing. Yeah? I'm, yeah, I'm really, I would say the biggest downfall is you guys not being here, but um, I'm, I'm very, very happy. So. No alligators or snakes trying to eat you or your baby? Not yet. It might <laughs> it might happen one day. No buildings collapsing? Not here. Not where I am. That was so and all of all of the heat you're handling? It is, yes, it's very hot. Um, but it's like today it rained forever, which was awesome. And it brought like the temperature down. But the humidity and up. Yeah, but it's, I mean, honestly, like, I would, I'm fine with the humidity, except I gotta, I have to relearn how to do my hair in humidity. Um, A lot of messy buns. I've got a little, like, afro, well, it's even worse, because, like, now I've got these baby hairs from the pregnancy, from postpartum, whatever, and so I have, like, this little mini afro that's going all. (laughs) You have a headband. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amber, you yeah. just went to some humid climates. Yeah. Yes, I did. I did not enjoy the humid climate, and I do not plan on ever going back outside of <laughs> – I will only go back during the months of April and maybe March and uh, October. 
I will no longer go back in the summertime to Nashville, Tennessee, because it blows <laughs> in regards to heat. <laughs> I hated life every second I stepped outside. Oh I'm sure God. you did. Which means you're probably not going to visit me in Florida anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like, one day it was um, 103 degrees before, like, it just, and then you have, like, 60% humidity. I'm just not okay with it. Did they tell you the wet heat? Humidity? Yeah. Did they tell you the heat index? That always got me. Nope. I didn't even want to know. I was just mad. Mm. I'm mad. You know, not to tout Florida, but the good news is, is like while you guys are getting hit with hundred degree weather, we still have yet to have a hundred degree day here. <laughs> so I would I, much prefer the hundred degree weather here though than Nashville because when we got into town yesterday it was like 92 93 but it felt amazing compared to what was in tennessee because that shit was not cool yeah yeah not cool nashville if you do want to visit florida (laughs) i'm still plugging florida here um you should come like january february those are the best months to visit yeah when's hurricane season uh right now it's like now through november okay january february it is (laughs) yeah (laughs) well it's also like it's also winter so it's like 70 degree days it's like perfect weather and it's shitty weather in denver so that is true that is true ashley were you following along with amber's social media when she was in nashville yes i was Amber, you got stories to tell. Are you ready? What are you doing? Are you cutting paper? No, I have um, magnetic beads (laughs) that I play with. I've become obsessed with fidget toys. It helps me focus. And so, um, because I'm constantly anxious these days. So, uh, yeah, I have little tiny fidget toys, little fidget beads. okay. So that's what I was doing. I'm still listening. Um, Yeah. So on Thursday of last week, we were supposed to fly out to Nashville at 7.15 p.m. So we arrived about 4.35 o'clock. So that way we could just get all of our bags checked, but we wanted to have dinner before we got on the flight because we knew with the hour change, we wouldn't be arriving to Nashville until like 11 p.m. And we wanted to just get to the hotel and go to bed. And then we were going to get up early on Friday and kind of have a whole day in Nashville. And um, while we were sitting at dinner, all of a sudden I got a notification that our flight was two hours delayed, which meant that we were going to fly out at 9.15. So we were like, great, awesome. Um, But we were flying Southwest and we were going to be in position C um, because as many probably know, they don't have like seat assignments. So you board in your position A, B, or C, and then they give you a number. So we decided to upgrade so that way we could at least be in like class a or like right at the beginning of b so we upgraded and during that process she was like oh actually there's a flight that's on time it's leaving at 8 15 do you want to get on that oh, yeah sure no. so we get on the 8 15 <laughs> flight <clears throat> so then we're sitting in the airport and all of a sudden i realize it's getting close to boarding time and no one's near our gate now nick is sleeping and i was working on my laptop And I had my headphones in and I was charging my cell phone. So I look around and I realize that the little sign on the gate says gate empty. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. That's not good. So 
I grabbed my cell phone and I realized, hey, my flight's been canceled. And at first I was like, well, maybe they just like move. They sent me a cancellation from when I moved from the 715 to the 815, whatever. So, no, that is not what happened. They uh, changed my flights, our flight, uh, to be 7.15 p.m. on Friday evening. So, I, which is 24 hours later. I was like, that's not good. <laughs> so, um, I go and stand in line with everyone and their mother <laughs> at the Southwest um, little, I can't even talk, desk. And I'm on the phone at the same time trying to get through to Southwest to be like WTF. Um, But everybody is doing this. So every Southwest stand is just packed full. There's just planes everywhere. Why did Um, they cancel it? So they said that there was uh, bad weather, but we didn't see any rain. We didn't see any lightning. We didn't hear thunder. We heard, saw nothing. Like bad weather in Denver? Yeah, they said that there was weather right above the airport. And so flights everywhere were were just stalled. Like flights coming into Denver, flights going out of Denver. People sat in airplanes for all the airlines for two hours on the tarmac hmm. without air conditioning. So everybody's mad. And like some people have been deplaned and planed and deplaned. So I finally get up to the front and at one point during while I'm up there, there's like a line full of people. It's going way back to like the next area. And um, the one woman, there's two people up at the desk. The one woman just leaves. She grabs her bag and goes. So she leaves one person to fend for themselves with all the <laughs> angry Southwest people. And I'm like, and there's, oh, it was just insane. So I get up there and he's like, well, the earliest I can get you out. Cause we had a direct flight to Nashville. So the earliest he can get us out is an indirect flight that is supposed to leave at 9.42 p.m. So I was like, fine, we're going to leave at 9.42 p.m. We're going to go to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and then we are going to fly to Nashville in the morning. So we go and do this. So we go to our next gate. They don't board us until 11 p.m. And when they're boarding us, they're like, okay, you guys have to be quick. Like, this is what the plan. Like, we're going to call your positions. You're just going to get on the plane. Um, We were waiting on a pilot. And we were waiting on a steward or like a flight attendant. So they board us at 11 o'clock. We get on. It is 1230 a.m. before we leave and back away from the door. So we finally get in the air. We get to Milwaukee. It's 3.20 a.m. Nothing is open. We haven't eaten anything. My lovely husband, who um, failed (laughs) to bring a jacket or a sweater, is now wearing his wife's gray sweater with a hood because he's freezing. And his wife, who already has a grumpy husband, does not want to ruffle any feathers so in my tank top dress i'm freezing my ass off <sighs> so i'm like trying to invoke a hot flash so, <laughs> call the hot flashes yeah. call them so we finally get on the flight i get a little bit of sleep i get like maybe 10 minutes but nick had been napping on and off between everything i did not sleep for 26 hours so we arrive in nashville at 7 a.m are our bags there? No, no, they are not. No. 
So oh we have to go to the airport or to our hotel without our bags. And so Nick is pissed. Nick is irate. So we get in a lift car. We get in the car and there's this gentleman by the name of Eugene who he is actually, he was the funniest and best lift ride I think I've ever had. But he loosened Nick up because he started like joking around with him. Like, do you know this man? Is he going to behave? (sighs) Then apparently he's a counselor. And so he started asking us questions about like our marriage and like, why do we like one another? And do we prefer the toilet paper roll over or under? And like just all of these weird things, Um, which it was funny. So it was great. Nick loosened up a little bit. We get to the hotel. They had checked us in early so that way our room was ready at 7 a.m. So we go upstairs to go to sleep. So we're sleeping on and off. And uh, my bag arrives at 9 a.m. Nick's bag arrives at noon. So um, they had so many bags, though, that they had to sort through that by the time that our bags were picked up, because we didn't have a rental car, uh, they were picked up at 2.15 p.m., and delivered to us at about 4.35 o'clock. We had dinner plans at 6.15. So we had to immediately shower, change, whatever. So we finally got out on Friday night. We had a drink in the hotel lobby. Uh, We were staying at Lowe's Vanderbilt, which was a very nice hotel. They had some live music. (laughs) And so we did that. We went to dinner. Dinner was great. Um, So Saturday... Uh, we went to a place called Cafe Park, or Park Cafe. That's what it was. Um, it was a really nice location. We had, um, like, salmon, and uh, I had shrimp uh, tortellini. It was really good. Mm. I don't remember. Oh, and they had some chicken thing with, like, uh, corn and vegetables or something and rice. That sounds so. delicious. It does. Yeah. It was really good, and our waitress was amazing. She was awesome. So we went with our friend, Michael Berger, um, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to pick you guys up in the morning. We're going to go to the lake. So we were, for the rest of our stay, we were going to be in Mount Juliet, which is about 20 to 30 minutes outside of Nashville. So unfortunately on Friday, we got to do nothing that we wanted to do except for our dinner. So then on Saturday, we arrive at the dock and we get on the boat. Whose nice boat? day. So it is my friend Randall Sanderson, um, Randy. Why are we using is, first and last names? I because later on okay. you'll find out. Okay. <laughs> um. So, oh, uh, yeah, very on, long story, but it's yes, very good. Very long it, story. Yes. <laughs> so we get on Randy Randall's boat, and uh, we're probably going about maybe an hour, hour and a half, and we decide to meet up with some of his friends. We park in the middle, like we tie our boats up together, and yeah, um, we uh, that yeah, we used to do that in college. Yeah. So <laughs> there's like three of us, and then they have yep. all these like floaty devices, and there's like a little floaty thing that I'm on, and everybody gets in the water. They've got like a lily pad that you can like hang out on, and then there's like this little motorized boat. It's just this little floaty thing with a propeller that is not running, but it is floating in the water near our boat. Well. Nicholas Rodriguez. So excited. Full names. Full names. <laughs> yeah. I should use his middle name, but I constantly forget it. So. <laughs> <laughs> that apparently wasn't part of the questionnaire. <laughs> <laughs> so 
he, I'm laying on this thing that like my whole body is on it floating and he's just in the water and he's like holding onto it. And I want to murder him because he's just holding it and it keeps like sinking. And I'm like, can you just let go of the fucking boat or the floaty thing? Just go over to the lily pad. So he goes over to the lily pad. He's still holding on to me and he's trying to push this little tiny motorboat thing away from him because it keeps floating into him. It's not, the propeller is not. And so he pushes it away and he swipes his hand down and all of a sudden he goes, shit. And I'm like, what? And he pulls up his hand and all I can see is the back of his hand and it's just blood. His his entire hand is covered in blood. So this lovely idiot drops his hand back in the lake water and sticks it back up to see if it looks different. It does not. (laughs) So I'm like, oh my God, you need to get in the boat. So he's like trying to swim to the boat while holding on to me. And I'm like, fucking let me go. Just go to the boat. Well, Da, which is Randy's wife, her real name is Sherry. And um, we call her Da. And uh, Da was previously a nurse. So she gets out of, she gets off the lily pad. She goes in and they're like, oh God, you need to come here. So I come in there and he's like, do you want to see it? It is a three inch slice down his ring finger on his right hand which is his non-dominant hand. And all of a sudden I'm like, is that bone? (laughs) And they're like, nope, that's fatty tissue. And I'm like, cool. So we finally, so we've been in the moat, like 15 in the water, 15, 20 minutes. We now have to leave and go to urgent care. So we spend three hours in urgent care where Nicholas Rodriguez receives uh, four (laughs) stitches they would have put six stitches in, but it was such a jagged cut that they couldn't, like, pull the skin together properly. And I videotaped this while not watching. So I videotaped it like this. <laughs> um, because the guy, the doctor was hilarious, but he kept, like, making Nick's finger talk. And then he was, like, pushing the tissue out to, like, try and suck it back into his finger. Disgusting. So... Oh. We finally get back to Randy's house at 9 p.m. We eat some dinner. We hang out. We go to bed. Well, Sunday morning comes around, and obviously Nick can't go in the water. But we decide we're going to go on the boat anyways. Oh, so, but first in the morning, this is the exciting part. Um, So we uh, met up with my friend Randy, which is a female. So um, Randy, who I have not seen in like 20 years, I've known her since fourth grade. We met up with her and her husband and her two kids who I've never met. And so we went and met up with them at like this little cafe place on Sunday morning and um, stayed there for like two or three hours. Well, when we get back, we're not really sure what we want to do. It's kind of late to like head into Nashville. So we decide we're going to go back on the lake because it's not supposed to rain anymore. So Nicholas. I guess that means it's going to rain. Yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) We get on the boat. We go to like park at this place called Sam's and we eat some food. It's amazing food. Um, It is stupid hot, 103 degree day. So we get back in the boat and we're like, God, looks looks a little cloudy. (laughs) Yeah. So it rained hard. Uh, Lightning, thunder. We are getting pelted with water. We are soaked. So Nick's hand is now soaked. So anyways, during this time, I go downstairs to go underneath and try to like somewhat dry off while they figure out how to deal with the boat. And so I go downstairs with Da and then eventually Da goes upstairs. Well, at some point, 
uh, lightning strikes the boat. And um, during this time, Nick and Randy Randall have their hands on the metal portion of the boat. So they get somewhat struck by lightning. So anyways, they finally get like the plastic stuff up. So that way Randy stops getting hit with rain and can drive the boat. Because for a while we were just going and... Oh my goodness. I was like, oh my God, you guys... I was like, we're never getting out of this. Um, Because we still had a long way to go before we got back to the dock. And so uh, Nick comes downstairs because he's like, my entire hand is wet. So thankfully, I had thought ahead and brought the bandages and all of the things that we needed to rewrap it. So I rewrap his hand. This idiot, I rewrap his hand. It's dry. I'm standing in there in the boat. I'm watching the rain. He touches me. He like pokes me like just on like a butt cheek with his right hand. So I turn around to smack it. And grab it, which is his stitched finger. So he is then in severe pain because we think that I have now popped a stitch. Which later on we determined we did not, but um, a little bit of fat is coming out. So that's fine. <laughs> so we finally oh get back. <laughs> we get back to Randy's house and uh, we all calm down, whatever, from our day. And uh, we decide to go to bed. Well, Nick has had a few drinks to try and numb the pain. So Nick is now somewhat drunk. So he is in bed sleeping. I'm trying to go to sleep. This man is snoring so loud that I, and then he's also moving because his hand hurts so much. So he, at some point, rips off his bandage in the middle of the night. I take a blanket and I sleep on the floor with my headphones in and music on and a pillow over my head because he's so loud. (laughs) So anyways, on Monday, um, he wakes up late. So I worked on Monday morning and we went into Nashville and took a ride on the trolley, which I highly recommend. Was that fun? Uh, It was actually fun. We did have a group of uh, newly 21 year olds from New Jersey that were females and passing around weed. So they were high AF and super annoying and very lucky that I did not throw them off the boat. Or the, off trolley. the trolley. So, but anyways, it was actually a lot of fun. You get to see like all of the, um, hit, like all the spots that you would ever want to see. Um, so we got to go down Music Row and we got to see all of that, which was really cool. And they tell you some history about it, but we really got to see everything. So I loved it. But before we went on the trolley, we stopped in Luke Bryan's um, bar and restaurant, which has three floors, but only one of them was open, and it was so full we could not eat there. So I was not happy. So we decided to go across the street to the Miranda Lambert restaurant. Yay! <laughs> which I was a little nervous because we walk in, and like the bottom part is more like a bar, mm-hmm. and they had like a live band going. And I was like, oh my God, there's nowhere to sit. We're so screwed. Um, but we ended up. Uh, going upstairs, which had like a nice little like seated area. And um, there was like this rhinestone um, saddle hanging from the ceiling. And there was all these like pink flowers and it was Tex-Mex and it was a lot of fun. Um, It was really good food. We ordered a, uh, I ordered a Tex or taco salad that um, I put shrimp in and it was really good. It had a bite to it though and I thought I was going to die because it was yeah, a little spicy. Yeah, you scared me when you said the food was spicy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was fun. 
Um, but it was really good. And her um, alcoholic drinks, I got a blueberry margarita. And that was really good. Um, I took some pictures for Janet. Yes. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And then we had wings at like this restaurant in town that was called like the neighborhood or neighbors or something. Um, but we made it home on Tuesday with no um, excitement in our trip. And uh, yeah, that was my Nashville, Tennessee story. Uh, needless to say, we do need a do-over. <laughs> I will not be going um, in the month of July ever again, but I will go during October or March. Did you try and find Caitlin Bristow? No, because I was so hot. <laughs> I literally didn't care. Like Luke Bryan could have been in the bar and I would if there was a wait, I would have been like, no, I'm out. <laughs> I gotta go. It's hot in here. Um but yeah. That's a good time. Awesome. Ashley, did she miss anything in Nashville? Um I don't know. Sorry. Um a little someone I hear. Ah yeah. Hey baby. Um, so did you see the parthenon we did we saw the parthenon we saw the capital we saw like um the world war ii um memorabilia area um we saw the farmer's market which doesn't sound cool but it actually was a cool little building um for the farmer's market we got to go all the way down broadway um and see all of that um you didn't go to the fgl house Oh, we did. Okay. Well, we saw it. We didn't go in it. Mm. But because the tour was an hour and 45 minutes on the trolley. Um, And so uh, we went and did that. Uh, We also got to go through Vanderbilt and um, I want to say Belmont, but I don't think that's it. The other. The other college. Yeah. So we kind of got to over there and we heard the stories about like, um, Brad Paisley and his wife and how they uh, created during COVID, they created a free grocery store. Mm -hmm. So we got to see kind of the area where it was. We couldn't quite see it, but that was really cool. Um, We learned a lot on um, music row. The history was really cool. I definitely recommend the trolley. So it was really good to be able to see that. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you made it back safe. How's Nick's finger now? Um, it's better right now. He's letting it air out a little bit and it does look like in some of the tissues starting to go back in. Should he go back to a doctor? So funny. You should ask. So, um, the ruling is that Nick needs the sutures cause they're not dissolvable. So he does need oh. the stitches out. Um, so they're supposed to be taken out by a nurse on Monday. I'm pretty sure he's going to tell me he's going to have his mom take it out. And, um, He's going to do it himself while I'm at work. So there's that. Oh, my God. And I forgot. So while we were at dinner on Friday night, um, we uh, are sitting there and I get this. So Nick is really irritated when I do this. I get a call from an unknown number. But also, I don't have to, like, immediately look at my stuff. When I hear it go off, like, I know what it is and I can always get to it later. And Nick has to look at his right away. So I get this unknown number calling me and they leave a voicemail and I just don't look at it. Well, then they call him and we're both like, oh, that's weird. So I listened to the voicemail and it's a police officer and a police officer from Broomfield, Colorado, because our next door neighbor 
um, called the cops on our dog house watcher, which is Chelsea. And um, apparently what had happened is she had left her keys in the door. And so our next door neighbor thought it was a really good idea to call the cops on her, thinking that maybe some that she was robbing our house with the key in the door. Oh, my goodness. So then this poor girl has to go. And this was after a horrendous day with Piper. Um, she had to take Piper to the vet. And Piper is horrible at the vet. We tried telling her. And she was like, no, I can do it. Oh, my God. She was like, that was absolutely ridiculous. So um, she had this horrible day with Piper. All she's trying to do is relax. And now an officer is coming to the door. So that was also part of our fun um, of our vacation. It makes you not want to leave the house. Yeah, it makes me not want to ever take PTO ever again. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Well, did you see the article that I shared in the doc about um, wine on the lake? No, I did not. Let me go to it right now. Yeah. <laughs> So lazy mornings, afternoon swims, and days capped with a glass of local wine enjoyed by the fire pit. These are the simple pleasures of lakeside escape. Um, So we got a list of five American lakes that offer outdoor activities aplenty and thriving wine scenes set against sweeping sceneries. Yes. I thought this might go along with your vacation since you were on a lake. Did you drink wine? Um, I had a little bit of wine, not on the lake, though. I think on the lake, I had um, some Trulies. That makes sense. But thankfully, I was also sober enough to take my husband to the emergency room. That's good. Well, Amber doesn't get drunk. So we know that Amber does not get drunk. You are correct. So the first one is Lake Michigan. Have you ever been to Lake Michigan? I have not, oddly enough. This article makes me want to go. I've never wanted to go to Lake Michigan. Ashley, have you been to Lake Michigan? No, I haven't. Sorry. <laughs> She's Sorry. on the move. I was, I was putting her back to sleep, so that was, uh, was a good transition. No, I haven't, but I would like to go. Well, listen to this description. Towering sand dunes lapped by clear blue tides evoke a scene from a Caribbean island. Yet Michigan's sleepy Bear Dunes National Lakeshore draws crowds for its similarly crystalline waters and dramatic setting. The state's bustling wine scene is a bonus, a cool climate growing region. The uh, Leelanau and the old Mission Peninsulas specialize in Riesling and other white grapes like Pinot Blanc, Pinot Grigio, and a German word. Plus, reds like Gamay and Pinot Noir. You can use Traverse City as a base for day trips to the area's multiple wine trails, but groups or families should consider Royal Stag properties or Lakemore Resort rental homes. They offer lodging near the water or close to the vineyards. I never thought of Lake Michigan as a place that I want to go and chill and drink wine. Yeah, so Pat has family, like, up in that area, and one of the things they always talk about is it's like um, you forget that it's a lake Mm because it's like like a beach. It's massive, and it's like a beach, and you can't see the the other side of the the land. So it feels like it's like the ocean. Makes me want to go. Amber, you want to tell us about this place in Washington? Yes, Lake Shalon, I think. I don't Sounds know. Sounds good. 
Um, if you hop on a float plane to go wine tasting on Lake Chelan, it is a 55 mile sliver of water. Um, and it sits about four hours northeast of Seattle, which is not far from the base of the North Cascades mountain range near the Canadian border. Border. Northwest Seaplanes collects passengers near Seattle's SeaTac Airport for the hour flight to the lake. Back on the ground, stay at a family-owned, family-friendly Campbell's waterfront resort and embark via kayak or stand-up paddleboard. Uh, the lake's dry, cool climate compares to Canada's Okanagan Valley, and it allows vintners, I don't even know if that's the word I'm supposed to say, to grow red grapes like Syrah and Cabernet Franc, as well as whites like Riesling. Blah. Try Vindelhock for crisp Riesling with the lake views. Or check out Karma Vineyards, one of state one of the state's few producers of traditional methods sparkling wine. And at dusk, you can grab a bottle of rosé and a few Adirondack chairs. Adirondack. Thank you. At Melisani Vineyards to watch the sunset reflect in the water. That was a lot of tough words. Yes. Doesn't that sound great? Um, it does. The next one. Ashley, do you have it up? You're on mute. It's like a, a Teams video call at work. Ashley's on mute. <laughs> <laughs> like you see someone's mouth start talking. The fu- Wait, sidebar. The funniest thing happened today. We, I was on a Teams call. It wasn't video. And one manager was handing his phone to another manager to talk. And the camera got flipped. It was so oh, funny. I was like, is that John's face? No, no, I think it's Chubby's <laughs> face. And oh my gosh, do you know that we see your face? It was so much fun. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Do you have it up, Ashley? I don't. I don't think I have it shared anymore. I can't find it. Every time. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Big Brother in just a second. The next one is Seneca Lake, New York. And then we have Lake Ontario, New York. And then the final one is Lake Champlain, Vermont. I don't want to go into all the details. We'll share the link in the notes. But... Some places um, to go check out and drink some whiny wine when uh, your baby yeah. grows up. So, you know, 18 years from now. <laughs> that was a joke, I Ashley. Can, You're not laughing. <laughs> I was going to say, I can visit stuff before she turns 18. I, I know. I was being funny. <laughs> As a person without kids, I make jokes like that. Because <laughs> in my brain. Good. Honestly, I was still trying to find that document, so I wasn't really listening. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Are you watching Big Brother? Yeah, but I'm behind. So you can ruin it. It's okay. Amber, are you watching? <laughs> yes. Um, we missed a bunch of them, obviously, while we were out. But um, we did watch them last night. So I am all caught up. I got to say, I, I, I love this season. Um, I was really bummed when Travis was evicted the first week. <laughs> He's really... This- Yes, he reminds me of the lead actor on Riverdale. He's just a cutie. I really liked looking at him. And I told Steve this. I I was glad he left. I was glad yeah. that like some like Jock. They, they got out a muscle guy. Yeah. Like at the beginning. I mean, I have my opinions about Frenchie and I don't know what happened this next week, so you'll tell me. But um <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. Our, our first head of household was Frenchie. His name is Brandon Frenchie French. 
Yes. And I actually thought originally I was really going to like Frenchie because he seemed like he was like, and he said it himself, like you look at him and you think he's just some like dumb farmer. Um, But he really had a lot more to him. And I thought it was kind of defying stereotypes where when you got to like choose groups, he was often choosing the individuals that you wouldn't necessarily think a stereotypical person who you perceive as just a farmer would choose. From Tennessee, um, right? He, yes. I yeah, th- no. He was from Tennessee. Was he? Yeah. Okay. And so I, I don't know. I really liked him in the beginning. I thought he was going to be really fun to watch. And I loved the relationship that he built with Big D, which was um, Derek, Derek one yeah. of the Derek's. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was so fun, but oh, that that had a household. Yeah, it, it went really too hard. He was too hard and too fast, and you don't do that when you're in Big Brother. And he's a super fan; he should know this. Right? Well, and he just was sharing everything with everyone. And before he even chose yeah. who, like, who was going on the block and what was going to happen, he already had a plan. Not even thinking about the fact that there was a veto competition, there was a wild card competition. Like, there's all this stuff that could still go wrong. And now you've already promised everyone safety, but two people. So you're kind of screwed. So it was just, it was tough to watch. And it made me not like his gameplay as much as I thought I was going to. So I was sad Travis got evicted. Steve was sad because then the next week, Kylan won HOH. And I love Kylan. I do, too. I do, He too. looks like a black Nick Lachey. You're right. He does. I saw him and I was like, oh, my God, he looks like Nick Lachey. And I Ky- love him. Kylan's job was, was fairly easy. He's like, yep, everyone wants Frenchie gone. So he nominated yeah. Frenchie and poor Brittany. I love Brittany. Oh, I wanted yeah. to smack her. She was just way too dramatic. She like, is so awesome. Oh no, she's on oh, the spectrum. No. You know, she's got. Uh, you know, she's she's Nick has awesome. Been having the same um, challenges where like everything is very emotional. It's very dramatic, and so I think considering being on the spectrum, I think she's done amazing things. So I think that's the one thing that I find that I love about this season as well is that all of the women on here really are um, go-getters. They're like boss ladies. They've really done a lot. I mean, even the ones that are stereotypical, like the pretty girl and whatever, they own their own businesses. They've had some amazing, like Claire, she is, she's an engineer or something, right? Mm -hmm. I can't remember which one is what, but they've just, I thought that the group of women that they chose was really good. And, um, but uh, Brittany, I really like her. She looks a lot like Allie from, she does look a lot like Allie. <laughs> from, um, the baseball team. Oh, and, I was like, uh, who's Allie? I'm like, do I, am yeah, I, sorry. <laughs> thanks. You should have said from the baseball yeah. team, Allie. Yeah. Sorry. I, so, so I guess my biggest issue was that it's the same thing that Amber always complains about. Like, you know you're in Big Brother. You know you're going to go up. Like, why? It's not anything personal. And they always take right. it personally. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is, I mean, he had a, I think he had a solid reason why. He said, you're, 
alliances with Frenchie and I want Frenchie out. So I'm putting you yeah. up. Like it, it makes perfect sense to me. Right. Yeah. And she was the only one who, when he went around, she was the only one who stood up for Frenchie. And I mean, after his week, like that's a really tough thing to do because of the fact that he kind of lied to everybody and told everybody's secrets and all those things. So I think it totally makes sense as to why he did it. Um, you have to be aware of how you're going to react to things when you get into a house in a situation like this. Right. But you never know what it feels like. Because Steve's the same way. I know. I'm, I'm like, take the emotion out, Steve. It's just a game. But I say that and then put me in there. I'll probably be Brittany crying my eyes out the first time I get nominated. <laughs> so um, Derek X, who I love. I love Derek yes. X. He, I do like Derek X a lot. He I won like the HOH yeah. and did not change the nominations. So by a vote of everyone to one, because... He won the, uh, the veto. Not yeah. The That's what I meant. Did but I say HOH? Sorry. Derek that, was, X. that was two vetoes in a row that he won. Yeah, he's kind yeah. of a, a beast. Um, he really is. So by a vote of all of them to one, Frenchie said goodbye. He said goodbye. He did. But I have to say, though, too, uh, when you look at emotions, I think that so far in the game, outside of Brittany, everybody has been pretty good about emotional Mm -hmm. situations. I mean, Frenchie still was like, let's go out all together. Like, no hard feelings. This is a game. I totally get it. And so I thought that was cool. Because you don't always see that, even in the beginning. And there are these people and their damn emotions. They're split into four teams. The Kings, the Queens, the Aces, and the Jokers. Yeah. And if you win HOH, your whole team is safe. And that comes into play this this week because in the HOH competition, and we didn't know this until afterwards, but um, there were a couple of people that were on Brent's team that threw the HOH competition because they didn't want to win and keep Brent safe because what was happening behind the scenes that we weren't aware of until afterwards was that everyone is turning on Brent and he annoys the crap out of me. I'm like, bye flight attendant. Bye. Wait. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, remind me which one he is. Okay. Flight (laughs) attendant. He's the New Jersey guy. Um, Yeah. And I didn't even notice it during the HOH competition. Did you? Yeah. I didn't because they were like, ah, yeah. So um, who won? Xavier. Xavier won HOH. Yeah. And he um, asked Brent, he's like, can I nominate you? And of course, Brent's like, no. Um, But he went ahead and nominated Brent. And Azaw, who is one of my favorites, I think she is gorgeous. Um, She was like talking to Xavier. And Xavier's like, I think I'm going to nominate Brent and Brittany. And she's like, don't put Brittany through that again. Nominate me. I'll be the pawn. But he didn't. I know. And... I mean, I kind of understand his reasoning why, because he was like, you know, she's on my alliance. But if you tell your alliance, this is what I'm doing, like you just open up those communications. And she was she was like, even if in the end, like they end up sending me home, then they send me home like that's on me. But um, I was kind of surprised that he still didn't take her up on it, because I feel like now that's going to put him at odds with her, which could lead to breaking up some of his alliances or his trust down the road with others. I think it all depends on who leaves. Like, if Brittany exactly. ends up leaving, oh. I just, but 
you never know. I mean, because the other thing is, is there's still a veto competition. Which happens tonight. Yes. yes Ashley may already have access to that. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, our TV situation's not great, so I'm watching everything on Paramount Plus, like, the day after. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Got yeah. it. So I'm loving Big Brother. You guys? Yeah, I like yeah. the change with the um, forced alliances because I, I feel like they did that on purpose because of what happened last year. Yeah, they don't want all the jocks together and then that kind of... Yeah, I loved how they had to pick between two people each time they pick someone for their for their group. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like it. And I think that they've got a good group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, I haven't been sad about anybody going home so far. So I really was sad about Travis. <laughs> I was not. He was so cute. Hmm. So we missed three weeks of Bachelorette. Yeah. How far happened. behind are you, Ashley? Um, I'm still halfway through the second episode. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, we are going to catch you up. Right? My commentary is, hey, I've been to that hotel in New Mexico. <laughs> that is exciting. That is exciting. It's a really, it's a really nice hotel. Um, but yeah, catch me up. Yeah. So um, we're going to have to do this quickly or we're going to have a two-hour podcast. Um, yeah, sorry, my story was very long. No, it was a great story. I have no complaints. So let's start from where we are currently. We had the men tell all this week. Yes, we did, Janet. Why did you use my name? That feel, it makes me feel like you're, I'm in trouble. Nope. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Did you not watch it? No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, Amber's <laughs> in trouble. So we saw last week, and I was so sad about this. Andrew left. I was devastated. We shared a text, Amber and I, or maybe it was an Instagram message. You sent me a meme because I told you to send me all the memes. Yeah. I I don't know where her head is. I don't, I'm not aligned with her at all. Andrew was my number one. Which one? Yeah. Andrew. Oh, Uh. (laughs) jeez. You guys, you guys continue. I'll just. So, Okay. Um, <laughs> so why don't you talk about the previous episodes just in a recap? Okay, so um, episode six, um, she decides that she's going to make a thing, kind of like a Seinfeld episode. Um, I can't remember specifically what they call it, but basically she tells the men that they are not allowed to touch themselves and who and she has to see whoever lasts the longest. Um, it tends to be quite the task for Blake. Because he is very open about touching himself. It was called um, W-O-W-O. Oh, yes. Week of whacking right. off. Yes, which they kept bleeping out. Uh, um, but Justin gets the one-on-one card, which I was one-on-one date, which I was a little interested in because I didn't realize. He's very expressive, but he's just not my favorite for her. Mm-hmm. Um. So they get to do this little one-on-one. He ends up getting the rose. Um, it was a fake wedding date. ceremony. I don't like those. It was a fake wedding ceremony. Yeah, I didn't like that either. It was weird and awkward. And I just don't like it. 
Yeah. Um, let's see. There was a group date that I made no notes on. It but, was hosted um, by Connor. drag queens. I thought you would love that. Oh, you're right. It's down below. Sorry. <laughs> I I can I have been in and messed things up. Um oh, they also had a private concert during Justin's date with some guy named Matt. His song was really good, but I have no idea who he is. They do that. I hate the private concerts. <laughs> Unless so. it's Chase Rice. <laughs> So they do have a group date that is hosted by drag queens. And so two drag queens come out and my quote is, I have never been so excited. Um, They immediately start throwing shade at the men. And that is the whole date is that they are going to sit there and make these men roast each other. Where Hunter, the little short guy um, with the tattoos, that's a little odd. He gets roasted the hardest. Um, and so in the end, um, let's see. Oh, uh, what? Why is she vomiting? Do you remember that? I wrote down that Katie is vomiting. I don't know what you're talking about. So I think she gets stressed out. So I think what happens is that all of the issues about Hunter come she out. Does, so all yeah, the men, because of Hunter. Yes. Yes. So and I didn't understand vomiting. that. I was like, what, is she super connected to Hunter? Cause I'm not feeling that. Right? Yeah. So she ends up calling it a night and doesn't give anybody a rose on the group date. Yeah. Um, she then goes into a one-on-one with um, Connor B. Uh, Connor, thank you. And I, in the beginning, I'm not really feeling their chemistry either. And she kind of expresses that she doesn't really feel a whole lot of chemistry. So she wants to use this date to kind of like see where their chemistry is. She gets to go, they go on a double, double date, date with Jason and Jason Caitlin. And Caitlin. It was so much fun. They so did like fun. volleyball, some coconut rolling game. Um, they did like barbecue and drinks and cookouts. Um, and it felt like she was trying to force it. Like he seemed so perfect on paper, but it just wasn't working for her. And in the end, before their night date, she does end up coming to him and saying, you know what? This just isn't working. Mm-hmm. So she ends up sending him home. And um, he is very understanding and lets her know that he's just going to let her speak and he's there for her and he he understands and it's going to be okay. So she sends him home. And to be honest, I loved watching the men say goodbye to Connor. So I will tell you, I've mentioned this a few times, I am loving this season of Bachelorette only because there's such that camaraderie. The men the seem men. to be okay with each other. Yeah. Right. I mean, even when they're not okay with one of them, like it still isn't this like horrendous scene like we've seen in the past. So them like crying, <laughs> being emotional about Connor leaving, it was just so sweet. Um, and then Blake. And, well, yeah, you go ahead. Then Blake, you know, he just appears um, on her balcony. Um <laughs> <laughs> With music, um, say anything over his head from a boombox, yes. um, and it was the song. I guess they danced together the week prior, um, and Katie is all of a sudden happy, and they make out, and she says that she's really um, he is the greatest surprise before they part ways, and then they send Blake back to his hotel room where they cue a sprinkler going off, which I believe indicates the man probably masturbated when he got home. He failed the wow, wow, whoa, whoa, he did. W-O-W-O challenge. Yep. <laughs> so during the rose ceremony, the individuals from that whole episode that went home were Connor B, uh, Trey, who he was a good man, but like I yeah. wasn't 
super excited about him. Hunter, James, and Aaron. Aaron. I was really sad to see Aaron go. I agree. But I was still shocked that Brendan stayed on, which does come up in in the episode seven. Um, which is the final seven. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. She's getting close to hometowns, thinking about I, who her final four is. Is it going be. faster than normal? I feel like it is, but I also think it's because she's been so good about just like sending people home when she's not feeling it that she's not like riding it out like she like we've normally seen. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. So we're going from seven at the beginning of this episode, and her job is to narrow it down to four for the hometowns. Yes. And she starts out with a one-on-one with Greg, where they make a little mock-up of Pike's Place Market, which um, I love. And they do the fish throwing thing. And um, Greg breaks a bunch of lights. Uh, she ruined oysters by trying to chew them instead of swallowing them. And she coughed them up. And I was very sad. No one got to eat the oysters. <laughs> uh, um, we watch Michael A. talk to his son, which was adorable and heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Um and then she goes into the evening with Greg, where many memes talk about how after he gets the rose, they go out into the night sky where a rainstorm magically appears. And Greg has never been so excited to see rain in his life. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh... Then <laughs> the group date comes along and Brendan is on the group date. He has not yet received a one-on-one date, and he can't figure out he freaks why he's out. there. Yeah, so he, he goes to Katie's out. suite to ask why he didn't get a one-on-one. Yes. And she's like, I just haven't been feeling it. And you know what? Now that you're here, I'm just going to send you home. Bye. Bye-bye. So then as he goes home, he only stops and says goodbye to Blake, which I did not get right away because I was like, how come Blake is the only one you said goodbye to? But it turns out that Blake and Brendan had apparently known each other before this season. So that's why he went and said goodbye to Blake. So, yes, Blake tells everybody that Brendan went home and the men are shocked. Then they do a very creative painting date. Where they're, they're met with an art exhibit of female anatomy. And yeah. they are they are challenged to create their own art, communicating their feelings about Katie. And Michael A. makes a bust of her butt. Um, Justin, is the artist still guy still here? So that's Justin. Okay. So he is still there, but he does this gorgeous rose, and then he makes like stick figures around the rose. And everyone is like, what the hell? It was the worst painting of the day. Outside of Blake, <laughs> who we couldn't see because the entire photo was blacked out. Um, so, and then Andrew makes one of sushi, which I don't quite understand. But because one of it looks a little bit like a vagina. But he says that she loves sushi and we love to eat sushi together. He said that. Oh, I miss that. It's, it's a bond. I, was so, uh, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so afterwards, um, at the evening portion, Justin comes in with this gorgeous butterfly painting and he's like, I didn't really want to share, you know, that I could paint during the day. I mean, he doesn't say it like that, but, um, he says that the meaning of butterflies is so beautiful that he wanted to paint something for her with that kind of meaning and, um, idea behind it. So he gives her that painting. It was gorgeous. 
Um, let's see. What else? The last date of the week went to Mike. Yes. And he's the virgin. Yeah, Mike P. And he is the virgin. And they do the most awkward cuddle. sexual yoga date. It's a cuddle date. It was very odd. Bided by, and, guided by Cuddle Queen Jean. Yeah. It was just not good. And um, in the end, Katie sends him home. Before dinner. She was like, you know, I'm just not feeling it. Although we had a great day to bond, it's just not there. And I don't see it going anywhere by the time we get to um, home date. So she sends him a peckin'. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leaves her with Andrew, Blake, and Justin for two spots. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and she chooses Blake and Justin, which I am shocked at Andrew. Justin. Oh, because Michael A. got the rose um, during their group date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Andrew gave her a note saying, if you change your mind, I'll be waiting. Hmm. And, like, he came to her hotel to give her that note. And she went busting down the stairs. Like, she went running after him. She didn't seem bothered that he was there. Like, she wanted him there. Why isn't he in the hometowns? Yeah, she's an idiot. And um, in the end, she does ask him to stay. And he's like, no, like... I, I just can't stay. You'll oh, There will always be that thing where you told me to leave, and I can't take that back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he just says, you know what? I'll be waiting at the end of this if you change your mind. Um, and then they share one last kiss, and he's off. And then that brings us to this week's episode, which was The Men Tell All, now, we started off bummed that Andrew had left. And then Michael A. decides to leave because... Okay. I was wondering where that came in. I read some article about Ben Higgins talking about what he thinks is the future for Katie. And he talks about Michael leaving. And I knew he was going to leave at some point, but I couldn't figure out when it happened. So he left abruptly before the men tell all um, because of the video call with his son. Because his son said, maybe daddy left because he don't want to see me. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so Michael went to Katie directly and withdrew from the season. I'm not leaving because of us. I'm leaving because my son needs his dad. And she cried. I would cry, too. I was a little teary. I thought in the end it was going to be either Michael A., Andrew, or um, Aaron. Mm. And now um, I've got none of them. Right? (sighs) You think it's going to be Blake? Okay, so... Sorry, I I know I've missed a lot, but Blake was not on the initial guys that came in did they do another thing where they brought people in halfway through they didn't bring people in they just brought him in Mm -hmm. he reached out to Tasha, and um they apparently had spoken before via like dms and stuff like that and so he wanted a chance to see where it was going to go and so they brought him in and she decided to keep him which i also find intriguing about this season because Everybody loves Blake now. Like, they kind of hated him in the beginning when he came on. But nobody seems to, like, have this horrible hatred for him now. And they all seem to get along with him. Yeah. 
us. So mental all um, some of the early season villains, Cody, Carl, and oh. Hunter, were able to speak. Um, Cody was confronted about his pre-show social media posts. Um, and let's see. Then Hunter admitted to moments of some dishonesty, <coughs> but stood firm that he was truthful when he said he was falling in love with Katie. I still don't believe him. I do not believe him either. That's crap. The hot seats were given to Connor, Andrew, and Michael. Connor, um, I guess he was sent home after um, a kiss with Katie. And so he admitted to texting a few of his exes post-show to ask about his skills. And a, a member of the audience said, I know you can't be a bad kisser. Um, and um, she came to the stage so they could make out while others cheered them on. It was icky. Gross. This yeah. is why I don't watch Men Tell All. <laughs> Michael um, said that, uh, you know, with his son, it's a constant juggling act of being a single parent. He said that he still had feelings for Katie and that he would try again if she was interested. Um, Katie spoke to Thomas and he joined the uh, the um, Men Tell All using video call. Of course he did. Yeah. Tool. And then bloopers in a video of Caitlin's engagement um, to Jason oh, yeah. filled out the episode after um, Katie teased for the remainder of the season. Um, yeah, so we're down to Greg, Blake, and Justin for Hometowns next week. I'm used yeah, to you filling in my spots. Like, I, I take brief notes, and you add, and that's all I got. Yeah, I'm not really. I don't know. I don't think the season is going to end well. I don't for know. her. I mean, because we I had also a good season. We do. I had a good season, but I feel like I saw some comment, which I did not open the article, but I saw some comment about Blake talking about going on um, Michelle's season. Oh, geez, like, don't joking. Oh. But I don't know. Maybe it's real. I don't know. Well, coming up right after Bachelorette, we have Bachelor in Paradise. And Yay! they revealed some of the people that are going to be on it. Yes. They did. Do you have that I'm up? I'm open that. Nope, but I'm going to. So, Grocery Store Joe is going to be back. I'm so excited. Yes. I think that's fun. Abigail, uh, who we all loved because she was the first ever deaf contestant from Matt James' this season. She's going to be there. I'm excited about that, too. Mm-hmm. Brendan's coming back. He quit Tasha's season. He did. Wait, who? Brendan. Grace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Victoria. photos? Oh, Queen Victoria is going to be there. Yeah, I saw who she changed her hair. Yeah. Um, I almost didn't recognize her. And those are the ones that stood out to me. Um, I did... Let's see. So not not a lot of oldies. Just no. Tajwan from Colton Season will be there. Oh, God. Yep. Oh, Kelsey from Peter season. Yeah. Yeah. The wine, the wine girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I'm sure there's probably some that they're not telling us. 
I heard Connor B's going to be there. I posted that article, but it's from Us Weekly. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. The one that just left Katie's season in our recap. Yes. I mean, Noah. I think there will probably be. Noah? Yeah, with the, the mustache, remember? Yeah. Oh, God, Noah. No. Noah. Uh, no, Noah. Noah. Ugh. And Carl Smith is going to be there from this season. Yeah, I didn't really like say him. that. No. I, I only outlined I, like I outlined the ones that I cared about. <laughs> I'll share the link in the notes, as I always do, with all the lists. Um, I'm excited to see this year's format. Um, but there have been, you know, a lot of people saying that they miss Chris Harrison. I didn't... I forgot again that Chris Harrison and I shared the same birthday. He had his 50th <laughs> birthday yesterday, and I had my 40th. And I was like, look at that. Go us. Anyway, um, people are missing him. But I'm excited to see what the new version looks like are you guys yes and no. i don't i don't miss him i don't i do not miss him on um bachelorette i mean i guess like just always seeing him i guess there's that but i really like taisha and um caitlin doing it but i think bachelor in paradise i would have preferred it to just be wells all the time yeah yes I think that would have been better than bringing in like random celebrities to do this i just don't know that it's going to go over the way that they want it to so we shall see i think taisha and caitlin are doing amazing work oh yeah i think they're doing a great job but are they the confidant that chris was i I feel they're better yeah i was gonna say i feel like they might be better um because they have not they've been there before they know what she's going through and they're able to kind of talk her through it and i'm hoping that maybe they're not doing as much um guiding based on what producers want maybe um knowing caitlin i feel she wouldn't yeah. want to yeah so i don't know i think that they might be better of a confidant for her i just like the whole like dad figure aspect of chris harrison yeah, yeah, but <laughs> no. do you want your dad around while you're, like, dating all these guys? I, so for some like, guy, not my dad, but maybe, like, a Chris Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Big Bachelor Nation news. Ashley Iconetti is pregnant. Yeah, she is. Apparently, it's not. She keeps posting, like, photos of her uh, first trimester and being sick and, like, not looking like... Not being... Oh, the pretty moms on Instagram. Right. So that's funny. Yeah. But well, what do you listen to? What are you watching? What are you reading? Um, so did I so I think I talked about it on our last podcast that I was watching that um series that Ashley told me about. Um what? from Netflix. Oh, yeah. Which was really good, so I still recommend that. I'm not watching anything new other than Brave Brother and Bachelorette. Are you going to the Olympics right now? I watched it on and off. <laughs> Janet, sports. No. Sports. <laughs> um, I watched some fencing, and I watched swimming, and I watched some of the gymnastics that confused me. Um. But, yeah, so I've only watched some of it. Why did it confuse you? Oh, because it was in the beginning when I think that they were trying to qualify. So, like, everyone in the team competed. 
But then, like, in the end, only two of them went forward. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. So I was just a little confused. And, um, but yeah. And I know Simone Bile uh, left um, to take care of herself and her mental health. But she stayed to cheer on her team. Um, And I believe they placed Silver. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's been kind of all over the news. But, uh, yeah. I haven't really seen too much else. (laughs) I think um, good for her. Uh, Having been a student athlete, but not been one of that caliber. Like I was never, I was never like that caliber, but Josie, who um, was my teammate, she totally was. Um, I think that mental health was never something that we talked about. And it seems like, I mean, in today's day and age, it seems like such a, why aren't you talking about it? Um, right. Like they talk about mental health all the time, post-pregnancy, um, whatnot. And yeah, I just, I'm good for her for standing up. Um, yeah. Cause you know, sometimes you don't feel well mentally and, um, like you take a sick day from work because you're just not mentally there. So you take a sick day from athletics at the same time. Like, I, I don't know. I'm good for her. Yeah, I agree. But did you guys watch shark week? I watched shark week. <gasps> Janet. I'm sorry. I still have some recorded. <laughs> it's still streaming on discovery plus. Okay. Alien um, sharks is still forever. My all time favorite show. They did not have an alien sharks this year. Um, but yes, it is a good one. They had a really watched... well. They might have aired it, but it wasn't like a brand new one. Oh, right. Um, they had a really hilarious one that I definitely recommend you guys go watch, and I will oh, go I find it. That one yet? It's um, they basically they went and got this YouTuber who I guess him and his friends like do all this crazy stuff, and um. Like literally he has like ten friends and they 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 do insane stuff. Like they jump off buildings and pools and like all the stupid stuff. Kinda like jackass, but not not really. Like they're they're like normal people. And um so they got them to do Shark Week and um it's produced so well and it's so funny and they um uh this year, Shark Week, they like keep showing you kind of behind the scenes stuff. Um, yeah, and so it it's like a lot less. It seems like it's a lot less scripted, and um, so it was like very very entertaining. So I'll have to go find the name of that. I think it's like Dave Debro or something like that. Yeah, Shark Week. Um, I thought you were going to mention the Tiffany Haddish one. Yeah, that was a good one too. She did one about shark sex. Not shocked. I'm watching that one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I missed Shark Week. You got to put it on my radar. I I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. <laughs> what? You say that. I don't. Yeah, we, this podcast is about watching reality television. <laughs> I know. But I only watch the ones that I'm told to watch. And I did really bad at Mass Singer. I totally i was like so you want to talk about amber and amber's like it ended three weeks ago janet and i'm Which like is coming back 
September 22nd. Oh, good. Good, good. Um, I, I'm i watching Virgin River. Are you guys watching Virgin River on Netflix, the new season? No? Okay. I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, I've never heard of it either. Go check it out. I highly recommend it. Okay. <laughs> I'll search for one, it right now. One day I'll have time again. Yeah. 18 years. 18 years. It's funny. <laughs> she got you for 18 was, years. Yeah. Well, hopefully not that long. <laughs> <laughs> like, hopefully I'll be able to watch TV again right. at some point before 18 years. When she years. starts dating um, but, at 18. Yeah. But, um, Pat and I always sit and we're like, what did we do with our time before kids? Like, that's just like always the constant. Like, I don't even know what I did with my time. Now, I guess watch TV. Yeah. Go to dog park a lot. You went to the dog park a lot. Yeah, we did that. We still try to do that, but, you know. Are you guys reading anything? Um, I am reading, uh, what is it called? Um, the Girl Beneath the Sea by Andrew Maine. Um, it is about a police diver who, while she's in the water looking for evidence, her name is Sloan, um, a dead body is actually dumped right next to her, which turns out to be someone that she knew from her childhood, and she is somehow, like, involved in it, and now the killers are trying to kill her. Um, and so it's a story about her trying to figure out why this girl died, and she ends up becoming a suspect herself. And it's and called so Girl Beneath her name. Girl Beneath the Sea. Yep. It's actually really good. In the beginning I felt like maybe it started out a little slow, but I actually really like it. I'm, so it's not at my library. <laughs> <sighs> well, okay. since our last podcast, I finished Behind Her Eyes and then found out Ooh. it's there's a, a show based on it, but it's a um, supernatural which I didn't know it was supernatural till the end, so that's why I liked it. It's a psychological thriller um, by Sarah Pinborough, um, and it's on Netflix, and it's about kind of this love triangle that kind of falls into place, and it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Interesting. And I'm about to finish, I have 12 minutes left, on Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I definitely recommend that. Music? Um, I think I downloaded some new songs recently, but to be honest, I don't remember what their names are. Like, I think I downloaded some stuff with Luke Bryan in it, and I cannot tell you what it's called. Does Baby Shark count? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys have to check out Walker Hayes' song, Fancy Like. It's okay. awesomely funny. <laughs> It's great. It's like, talk about how they're bougie because they go to Applebee's and it's just fantastic. The lyrics, like, I'm not doing it justice, but Steve and I will walk around talking the words. And Steve doesn't like the new country, but I guess it's taken over TikTok. And so he's like, yeah, I've heard this song. I'm like, huh? Then I probably definitely know it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm probably late to the game. I am. I mean, I haven't been on tiktok in days weeks but still yeah i just love it it's just a fun little jam i'll check it out yeah was there anything else we got to share before we let let the peeps go no i think we shared enough today ashley it was great to see you you too 
All right, everyone. Hopefully, listen- I can make it more often now. That would be great. Um, everyone listening, make sure and share us with your friends. Like us, subscribe, all the things. Send us an email: two girls in a bottle of wine at gmail.com. Let us know what's going on in your life, and we'll be back later. Bye. Bye. Bye.